Oh, Merry Christmas! Now, what would you like for Christmas, little girl? Well, I would like a real-life unicorn, and I would also really, really like to have a doll. Oh, I can do the doll, but the unicorn is another story. Hey, wait a minute, don't get upset. If you truly believe in something, I believe that it will come true. So continue to believe that you will get a unicorn, and maybe one day you'll get it. Ho, 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 ho. Thank you, Santa! Well, <laughs> Merry Christmas, little girl! Alright, uh, who's next? Oh, yes, you little boy. What would you like for Christmas? Uh, uh, well, uh, uh, I, I don't really know what I want for Christmas, Santa. Oh, a little shy, aren't we? Well, that's okay. There are plenty of things that you can think about to get for Christmas. Toys, electronics, a subscription to the Dockery Docket. I mean, it's free. <laughs> there are so many options. Okay, okay, okay. I think I know what I want. I want a Nerf gun. Those things are so cool. All of my friends have them. And I want to be just like my dad. He's a cop. Maybe he could teach me how to actually use a gun the correct way. Kid, are you serious? That's the stupidest thing ever. I mean, <laughs> I can't bring you that. I can't be giving out toy guns with rubber bullets. That would be a terrible idea. I will mark you down on the naughty list. And instead of an environmentally harmful lump of coal, I will give you a solar panel instead. Because I really want you to think all year long about what you said. And hopefully next year, you will pick a better gift. Ho 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 ho. Okay, seriously, get this kid off me. I mean, ho ho ho, Merry Christmas! everybody it's kyle dockery with the dockery docket we are here with our very 52nd episode of the dockery docket i'm excited to be here and i hope that you are excited to be here as well so i really really hope that you enjoy this new looking logo as the dockery docket logo has a santa hat on it i think it looks pretty festive and it is also preparing us for the dockery docket christmas episode which will more than likely be released on december 20th if not the 20th then wait for the 21st also, last week, if you stay tuned to the very, very end, you'll know that I made a video talking about how I want to get 100 subscribers by my birthday. So, to do that, I need you to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and also share this video with your friends. Subscribing is 100% free, so if I say something that you don't like, you can always change your mind. But please don't, please, I beg of you, please. Just stay subscribed forever, please. So with that all out of the way, let's actually dive into this episode. Now, one of the most popular Christmas movies that will probably be on multiple times over and over and over again is A Christmas Story. With the over-the-top characters, the lamp and the windowsill, and also just the crazy shenanigans that that family goes through, it is an absolutely crazy, classic Christmas story. So, now you thought that that story was just a fake story with a fake family and a son who wishes to have a Red Ryder BB gun. Well, apparently this story isn't fake. 
as instead of a boy wanting a Red Ryder BB gun, he wants a Nerf gun. I mean, it's either that or he wants nothing at all. Instead of a logical reason like you'll shoot your eye out, which is expressed by Ralphie's teacher and Ralphie's parents and everyone else, including a mall Santa, this mall Santa in this real life story simply said no. He said, nope, no guns, not even a Nerf gun. What a Scrooge, what a Grinch, what a leftist thing to do. The worldview of this Santa was probably if this kid gets a Nerf gun, he will grow up to be a shooter, or worse, he will become a responsible gun owner. By the end of the conversation, the boy was broken down in tears, which for a mall Santa is not really the goal at all. The poor mother then had the job to try to explain to the child this whole situation, as she was trying to make sure that the Christmas spirit was not destroyed in this little boy. The mother explained in a Facebook post, that this was the year Michael was excited to go see Santa. It was supposed to be a magical moment. But instead, I had to watch my sweet little boy fight back tears because Santa told him no, because of his own personal beliefs. This, of course, went viral on social media, and the mall was receiving backlash, so luckily, they fixed the situation by actually going to the boy's house and giving him the toy that he always wanted. However, even though this situation was fixed, I still believe that this little boy will end up growing up to be a conservative, as every single Christmas he will be reminded of that event and hate the left more and more, as they are the ones that wanted to stop him from playing with a toy. Even when this little boy stops believing in Santa, the leftist ideology that he saw in that mall Santa will still be very, very much real. And this is the scariest thing of them all. The ideology of guns being bad, even though it was reported that the little boy's dad was a police officer, is just a terrible, terrible thing. As this boy might want to be more like his father. And this could have been an absolutely great time for the father to teach his son about gun safety. The issue is that the left wants control. They want to be the ones to tell you that you can't have a toy gun. And more importantly, they are the party that wants to control you in every single way. And because of COVID, we can see that these Democratic governors and politicians are gaining more and more power, and they are becoming more and more corrupt. This is just one reason why we must stand up to the left, as there is a possibility that these different lockdowns are a power grab, and once a politician gets their hands on power, they will usually not let it go. We saw this in Michigan, as the Michigan Supreme Court ruled that Gretchen Whitmer's lockdowns were unconstitutional. She then said, watch me, and lock down the restaurants for three weeks. This power has gone to the politicians' heads, as there seems to be one standard for the politician and then another standard for the people. For the people, the government expects them to stay locked in their homes for weeks or even months with no money coming in, as the stimulus has continued to be blocked by Nancy Pelosi. Because we have to wait for Joe Biden to be president, duh. So these politicians are able to have money because they still get paid, and they are able to go outside to restaurants even though they want restaurants to be shut down. Now I know that I already talked a little bit about this recently on episode 50, make sure to check that one out, 
However, since that episode aired, there have been many more Democratic politicians that have broken their own COVID-19 guidelines. For example, according to Ben Shapiro, California Governor Gavin Newsom is currently locking down some 33 million citizens, but had no problem eating indoors with members of the California Health Association at the French Laundry. Along with this, L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Cool voted to ban outdoor dining then went to an outdoor restaurant later that night. Then there is my favorite story of them all. Austin Mayor Steve Adler told his constituents, stay home if you can, in a Facebook video filmed from his vacation timeshare in Cabo San Lucas. And we also have video evidence of the mayor of Springfield lying to his people. Just take a look at this. (coughs) And now for an emergency announcement from the mayor. People of Springfield, because of the epidemic, I have canceled my vacation to the Bahamas. I shall not leave the city. Hey, you, get that steel drum out of the uh, mayor's office. Sorry. So yes, that was meant to be funny. However, the double standard for the people and the politicians is still very, very super clear. And it is also funny as when different politicians break these laws, they give these little messages like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I need to practice what I preach. Yeah, no dip, Sherlock. While the average people that break these laws are called domestic terrorists. As Dr. Muda Davis recently said, if it were up to me, anybody not wearing a mask when they are out in public would be arrested. He continued by saying, that's an act of domestic terrorism and should be treated like one. So now it's time to play a fun game. Who's going to be arrested first? Are we going to arrest... Chuck Schumer, who was caught without a mask on, Lori Lightfoot, who didn't have a mask on, Gavin Newsom, who we talked about was eating at that restaurant, who didn't have a mask on, and even Dr. Anthony Fauci, who was at a baseball game without a mask on. All of these people have been caught not wearing a mask, so they should all be thrown in jail, right? I mean, they're breaking the rules, and it is according to the science. Once again, with masks, we see a double standard, as these politicians can take off their masks, but if an average American citizen or the President of the United States or other conservative representatives take off their mask, then they should all be thrown in jail. This whole idea of these different double standards and also changing the different rules to make sure that politicians are okay with not wearing a mask but the people aren't reminds me of a classic book by George Orwell called Animal Farm. Now, for those who haven't read the book, I definitely do recommend it. I'm pretty sure that you can get it free online as it's past the copyright code. Anyway, I will explain it a little bit to you, and it won't be boring, I promise. So the book is mostly about how power corrupts, and the story talks about animals taking over a farm from a farmer, and the pigs become in control and basically lead a communist farm. I know, I know, it's a very, very weird concept, but stick with me, it will all come together. The pigs, as the leader, create seven different commands, being whatever goes upon two legs is an enemy, whatever goes upon four legs or has wings is a friend, no animal shall sleep in a bed, no animal shall drink alcohol, no animal shall kill another animal, no animal shall wear clothes, and all animals are equal. However, throughout the book, these different commandments change. 
As for example, the pigs start walking on two feet, which violates commandment number one. Whatever goes on two legs is an enemy. This meant that the pigs had to change the command to make sure that it fit into the pig's narrative. So now this fairy tale may be taken into today's world as we see the pigs being our leaders and they are the ones that think that they are in 100% control of everything. And they are the ones that can change these different rules all the time. For example, anti-lockdown protests can't happen, but Black Lives Matter protests can. Everyone should have to wear a mask, except for me. I'm a politician. Hair salons are not open. You can't go into them. But we, the politicians, have to. We are important people. All these rule changes are significant, as it changed the way that the animals on the farm viewed the pigs. And this is how it feels for the people towards the government right now, as they see this double standard, and they want to stand against the government and their lockdowns. This is why more and more people are deciding to stand against lockdowns, and are refusing to close their businesses. I mean, listen to this guy that interrupted a newscast. The judge said no. Uh-huh. Is everything okay? okay? Our government leaders have abandoned me. Are you are you the owner? Four trillion dollars of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on. Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money. They gave it to special campaign donors. They gave it to special interests. They abandoned me, and they had put me in a position where I have to fight back, okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen, there was enough money to give every family, every family in this country, $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay? Well, are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a sta- state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. I got patriots coming out supporting me. The tyranny that I believe that this man is talking about is that the government can decide who is essential and who is not essential. This leads us to one of the most significant rules in Animal Farm that changes, which was the very last commandment. And it is what wraps up George Orwell's masterpiece as the final rule changes from all animals are equal to all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. The premise being some animals are better or at least more important than other animals. If we were to put this commandment into today's time period, it would probably read, all people are essential, but some people are more essential than others. Do we see this in our world today? Yes, we sure do, as the government is deciding who is, quote, essential and who is not essential. I mean, we saw this with the man that interrupted the news, and sadly, there are many other people that are just like that man, and they are starting to break these different orders. As one of the greatest examples of this comes from a restaurant owner in California named Angela Marsden. As she decided to take to Facebook to express her frustration and her anger at the hypocrisy that is taking place in California. Take a listen to this. So this is my place, the Pineapple Hill Grill and Saloon. If you go to my page, you can see all the work I did for outdoor dining. For tables being seven feet apart. And I come in today 
because I'm organizing a protest and I came in to get stuff for that. And I walk into my parking lot and obviously Mayor Garcetti has approved this. Has approved this being set up for this being set up for for a movie company. I'm losing everything. Everything I own is being taken away from me. And they set up a movie company right next to my outdoor patio, which is right over here. And people wonder why I'm protesting and why I have had enough. <laughs> they have not given us money and they have shut us down. We cannot survive, my staff cannot survive. Look at this. Tell me that this is dangerous, but right next to me as a slap in my face. That's safe. This is safe. So as you can see, just like this woman said, this was a huge slap in the face from the mayor of LA, as the government is 100% fine with Hollywood doing exactly what the restaurant is doing right next door that was just recently shut down. This is because the Democrats have changed the rules. Remember, all people are essential. Some people are just more essential than others. Hollywood is more essential, as they're the ones that are entertaining us and make us all happy. While this may be true, it doesn't mean that they are better than us. And all of this just really makes me wish that these Hollywood stars could experience what it's like to be one of these people who can't go anywhere and are locked down. These people have no money. They are experiencing mental problems, and it is simply not a very, very good situation. And these celebrities with millions of dollars, and they're still making money, and they have huge mansions, are like, make sure to stay in your home. Yeah, easy for you to say. These celebrities are very much pro-lockdown, as 99% of them are Democrats, and also still working and making money. It is how we get different skits from SNL, like this one, from Pete Davison, who is, well, not the funniest comedian ever, as he said this. Just take a listen. Oh, I take it that you found these protests frustrating. <laughs> yeah, man, they're making us look like babies. You know, you know it's bad when even people in Boston are like, ah, drink at home, you queers. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that people should stay at home until the pandemic gets better? Yeah, everyone wants to go have fun, but there's plenty of stuff you could do at home. Like use your official Pete Davidson vibrator. <laughs> I didn't realize it was official now. Yeah, I just decided it was. It's a, it's a quality item, and it's weirdly accurate. How did they know how white it is? Yeah, I don't know. I guess just a lucky guess, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he called people that are struggling to make ends meet babies. These people are not babies. They're the ones that are trying to stand up to this hypocrisy. Remember, if this was a Black Lives Matter protest, I am 100% sure that Davidson would not call them babies without some heated backlash. But because it was an anti-lockdown protest, he is able to talk about how bad it was. Also, Pete Davidson and also his co-host, Colin Shea, should be arrested for being domestic terrorists, as they are both not wearing masks. 
along with this, if these two characters care so much about COVID, then they wouldn't be sitting literally three inches away from each other. I mean, maybe they were tested, but still, of course, this is a double standard. The standard doesn't just live on the stage, but it also lives in the stands. As according to the New York Times, Saturday Night Live's studio audience who attended the show's taping last weekend were paid, effectively making them cast members. Though New York State guidelines prohibit the public from attending live television shows, the Saturday Night Live team's loophole allowed the show to be filmed in accordance with the state's reopening guidelines, which were enacted to slow the spread of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The problem with this loophole is that these people are so willing and able to call out people that are outside protesting, calling us babies, and that we are somehow going to kill grandma while they have an audience full of people. It is simply a huge double standard. And once again, they think you are stupid, but you aren't. I know that you can see through this absolute crap that these people are trying to pull on us. And we cannot let this slide. Now, this whole episode is not a call to violence at all. I want no violence. However, if we are going to protest these lockdowns, we need to do it right. We need to wear masks be on public property, and we need to make sure that the area is cleaner than how we left it. This way, the media has nothing to cover, and we on our part look good. The point of this little ramble that I'm going on is that we need to hold the government accountable, and we can do this by doing it the right way. In the end, power is corrupt, and it can make one of the nicest people in the world turn into a real jerk. This is why I believe as a country we are very, very lucky, as we are founded on certain rights that make sure that the government can overreach its power. However, I believe that if some governors had their way, they would have locked us in our house and bolted our door shut just like they are doing in China. No, I'm not saying that these different governors are going to become like China, but China is a great example of how power can be corrupted. In China, President Xi has full control, and the people of the country just accept it. This is why China is able to get away with so many things, like the concentration camps for Uyghur Muslims, and also having very strict religious practices. They are able to get away with this because they have the power, and no one holds them accountable for anything. This is one of the reasons why, when this pandemic is finally over, we must call on the government to give the power that they used back to the people, and we must hold them accountable to this. And if we don't do this, then we could live in a totally different world where the government decides who is essential and who isn't essential, and reaching a point where we just accept everything that the government does, with no questions being asked of them, and people will just follow like sheep. And that is not what we want, and that is not a place where I want to be at all. So with that, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dockery Docket. I want you to remember 100 subs by my birthday. So share this video. Share this video on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social media sites. Tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandma, tell your grandpa about the Dockery Docket. And until next week, like my mom always says, be good, be kind, be loving. Goodbye.